0: Oh, I, I slit a sheet, a sheet, I slit, and on the slitted sheet I sit. That was my first question. Digressive
1: obscenity, shit, what was I talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digressive Obscenity, or Tabuli Raza, the top assassin, the podcast. Today my guest is the one, <laughs> and only, <Sorry. laughs> Jim Potenza. Jim Potenza! Hello, I'm Jim Potenza. <laughs> Jim, start us off right. Who are you? And what do you do? Who are you and what do you do? Tell me about you. Uh,
0: I'm Jim Potenza. I, I do the occasional podcast. Um, this is actually the start of my podcasting career. I'm hoping this goes well. Um, I, uh, I get married. Um, I visit New York. And I live in an apartment in Hawaii.
1: So, touching on that first one real quick, when you say you get married, do you mean frequently, more often than other people, or...?
0: No, it's just, uh, in, in I guess, in the, uh, in the sense of what do I do, um, right now, I am doing getting married. I understand. And I have been doing it for a while, and I'm going to be doing it in the near future, so the sort of simple present seems to apply.
1: I understand completely. Um, and I'm very glad that you're taking, taking time from the, the marriage for this. I think priorities I think priorities are important. Can we start over? <laughs> no, we cannot start over. This is full burn. This is scorched earth. This is the end of the fucking world. Um, okay, wonderful. Well,
0: for, for our, our listeners yes. out there, mom, um, the reason he says that I'm taking time out is because I'm six to seven hours late. Yes, uh, because I was doing wedding,
1: wedding, yeah. And that's W D D I N G, not W E T T I N G. You were you were doing <laughs> no, wedding. No, no. Okay, we're we're ready for a podcast. I Excellent. Am, okay, I'm dry. <laughs> I'm sopping. Actually, <laughs> you're wetting. I'm sopping. Okay, so uh, stumbling gently into the questions segment. Hmm. Questions. Stop asking me questions. What is your first memory of me? My first memory of
0: Paul, uh, is a sort of looming shadow, uh, from, hmm, huh, I believe we had to have mentioned. Um, when I say the we, uh, I mean the uh, the getting married we the royal that I'm we. referring to. Okay, yeah. not the royal we. Not the, the royal the, we. Uh, the wife in me. Okay. The 2B, Wife and Me. Yes. Um, should I be looking at the microphone? Do I need... Yeah, I, I do think so. It's I think it's... Yeah. No, I think it's... Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is one of those mistakes you make early in your podcast career. I guess. I try to ignore it, but then when I ignore it too much, I end up going into the other room, just knocking everything over because I'm still plugged into it. <laughs> yeah. So that was a rookie mistake that I only made like eight times. Let's just say
0: that when I get on Joe Rogan, this is never going to happen.
1: Oh, God, yes, <laughs> Between yeah. you me and me. Well, the they also microphone. have a lot more people on staff to like be like, don't. <laughs> don't, look at, don't, don't look at me either. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Being in show business is a fucking nightmare. Yeah.
0: So, what I was trying to say is I met you uh, through uh, Phil and Phil Tucker, uh, famous novelist. Mm-hmm. Um, An impresario. Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. he's, uh He's, and his, his friend, Caitlin. And my friend Caitlin, everybody's friend, lots of people's friends. Anyway, she's a enemy girl. of the show, enemy of the show, <laughs> the nemesis enemy of the show. Yeah, nemesis. Of Out the to show. destroy it? <laughs> Lurking somewhere outside. She's been
1: defeated, but we don't know for how long. Oh yeah, it's it's like at the end of a Batman comic where the Joker dies. It's like, I don't know, Robin. I got a feeling we'll see him again. It's like, really, Batman? You think we'll see the fucking Joker again, Batman? Um. So it had to have been. It had to have been. Maybe at at a house party. I believe that so. that we got
0: invited to. Yeah. Oh, you, you you so you know the answers to these.
1: Not parties. always. This I'm a little foggy on because I feel like I feel like I met you several times and introduced myself, and then it's like yeah, we already met. But I never was able to nail down where we met. Yeah. So this is this is something I'm genuinely curious about. I think it may have been phil had a party at his place in brooklyn that makes sense the, the, the cool Alaskan, house where he was living with uh those people Matt everett yes 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 and there was a Matt uh, everett neutral on this show yes neutral chaotic neutral <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely chaotic neutral um yeah his um shackleford party the, the one yeah the was it a zombie no 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 it was um the, there was uh, some zombie
0: party there
1: was a night that Zombie we all watched watching. horror movies. Yeah,
0: that was it. Okay, all right, good. I don't know that that was the first time I met you, but anyway, but it we was were all there. It was love it when I eventually recognized you sight.
1: Yes. Okay. Good. Wonderful. Uh, what is your favorite moment or episode from The Simpsons? Hmm. Uh. I watched a lot of early Simpsons,
0: and oh, then yeah. I kind of fell out of The Simpsons. Um, I want to say that uh, I really loved. Um, what's his face oh Jesus it's been so long since I watched Simpsons audience at home I hope you're not judging me for this I'm a big South Park fan and I can draw on more South Park it's been a long time since I've watched uh, I'm still looking at the mic that's fine since uh, since I've watched a lot of uh, Simpsons okay Um, but his name isn't Captain Adam Radioactive Man Radioactive Man Radioactive Man and McBain of course yeah and that you can uh, you can kind of uh, build the plot of the McBain movies uh, by looking at all the little clips that happen, yeah, yeah, you killed my partner, and yeah, uh, and so I think I think my single favorite line has to be the goggles. They do nothing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's. I think that <laughs> has to be it. Excellent.
1: Um, what are you listening to so right much now? So
0: good stuff. Yeah, the sound of my own voice.
1: How does that feel? Because you're not a. Sibilant (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say You're not a podcaster Like me But Like how often Do you really hear Your own voice Kind of Never Broadcast it back to you Uh,
0: Musically um, What I'm listening to now Is I'm choosing Our first dance song Oy um, And uh, Choosing all the music That goes in And Jen told me Jen Big friend of the show
1: Big uh, friend of the
0: show She's Well she's small
1: But she herself Right, she is small, but she's dense, a big friend dense. of the show.
0: She's a black hole of affection yes. when it comes to this show. Yeah, um, she's also my fiance and wife to be. Yes. Microphone, stop looking at her. Stop looking at her. Stop. <laughs> um, she uh, she and I are getting married, as I've mentioned, and we're uh, we're picking out our music, <laughs> and she says that I should come to you for advice on how to make an incredible playlist. Wow. Um, and you really, you did not fall into the trap of playing to your favorites, which is the trap that I fall into because I don't recall much Nine Inch Nails or <laughs> They Might Be Giants at all.
1: Well, that's the thing, okay. Way back when, when I first kind of got into those bands that are two of my favorite, favorite bands, I would push them on people. I'd say, well, if I like them, obviously my tastes are universal, and well, MTV likes them, so everybody's gonna like them. Hang on, siren.
0: I gotta get out of here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Potenza has uh thrown the door open, he's stumbling through the hallway. Um so yeah, when it came to nine inch nails and they might be giants, you know, when we were putting together the um the playlist, Christina said, you know, you should definitely have nine inch nails on there and definitely have they might be giants, but there's there's a there's only so much accessible Nine mm-hmm. Inch Nails and there is more accessible than might be Giants but only a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, to some people who don't know who they are, it's that was that first album. Just the, it's the third. Third album. Third album, exactly. Third album. But even that is a little... Blood, for those blood. of you who are not. Yes, released in 1990 on Elektra Records. Available now on <laughs> iTunes and the internet.
0: Won't <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you where. Exactly. <laughs> you have to find that, use your fingers,
1: do a something search. Um, but so the thing is that uh, we did have we had two playlists we had the everybody's focusing on the music this is the dance playlist mm-hmm. and then we had the ambient music mm-hmm. and there were a couple they might be giant songs on there there were no Nine Inch Nails songs because They Might Be Giants is something that there are some accessible songs but if you're not into them it can be kind of grating mm-hmm. same with Nine Inch Nails like it's very dramatic music yes. it's very moody music and it's not exactly wedding thematic exactly in and I mean if, Nancy Castle Yes, exactly. Right. Like, they're, they might be giants on a bouncy castle, sure, but
0: perhaps yes, yeah.
1: only on a bouncy castle. Maybe only on a bouncy castle, although they have some downers too. But but yeah, so that's what. But sitting on a bouncy castle songs? Flying yes, down? Sitting on, on, a a a bouncy, bouncy on a bouncy castle. Reflecting right, on a bouncy castle. I
0: just hit someone <laughs> on a bouncy castle. Exactly, and I need Let's a moment sit down to and
1: listen to. Exactly. Uh, we'll need a crane. Exactly, yeah. They'll need a crane. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that go. We're though. gonna do this over again. Yeah, we're starting <laughs> New over, starting over, turn the lights back <laughs> off. Um so basically when I sat down there and we were making the playlist, the original playlist I did have more of my stuff on there, but then I thought there are gonna be a lot of people here. I am not all of them, so let's try and make it a little more would other people like this? So yeah, I'll be happy to help. Dance wise, I'd say there's maybe four print songs that you cannot go wrong with. Four. I feel like, I feel like it's kiss. Absolutely. And then,
0: uh, and then it, I, I would say maybe raspberry beret. Raspberry um, beret is maybe but, the
1: fourth or fifth. But the rest of it gets a little too moody. I feel moody. Like. I would I say lewd. Lewd too. But it's a wedding. Um. Okay. Let's see. So neither moody. We're we're doing or a traditional mood. wedding. Oh, traditional. End in a bedding. Okay. So in that case, what you're going to want is sexy motherfucker. And lutes and lutes, <laughs> yeah, and, and like traditionally, a yeah. a, uh, a mandolin, merkin, a merkin. merkin, You need yeah. a merkin, yeah, a lute, and Prince's uh, <laughs> sexy motherfucker, and some lard, and some lard, just in a corner. case <laughs> people need it, yeah. Okay, good. All right. Um, so yeah, so you were saying, playlist is uh, think think outside your own box, like think outside your own head. Even though you might love, 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 fucking closer by nine-inch nails. It's a very solid song that from was
0: a, Paul thinking outside of his box exactly it was like no, I'm thinking, what <laughs> music does Jim with Jim were to try on a song it would definitely be uh let me look around here uh, <laughs> nine inch nails nine, yeah, inch nails, exactly. inch nails, nine inch nails nine inch nails there's a lot of nine inch nails posters in here uh, exactly yeah for the viewers
1: at home um, take a look take a look I'm yeah exactly my so did you see there. that was the camera yes. excellent <laughs> um so it's something like as much as I would like that even though it is a solid well made song it's kind of a creepy song, kind of a weird song, yes. kind of a dark song yeah. for a wedding. Like, I do want to fuck my wife like an animal. Mm. But do I want to tell everybody at the wedding, including my 60 and 70 year old aunts and uncles that no, I want to especially fuck Especially
0: because it's, it's nicer to tell them person to person.
1: Exactly, and that's what I did. So yeah. instead of a receiving line, I just went <laughs> up and looked in the eye and said, I want to fuck my wife like an animal. <laughs> There's a CD on the way out. Yeah. Um, excellent CD by the way thank you very yeah. much we, we pride ourselves upon that music is a big part of our relationship um, what are you reading right now um, Moby Dick I'm reading Moby
0: Dick right now wow uh, first time or going back first time first time wow. because uh, I bought a Kindle mm-hmm. and the beautiful thing about Kindles is that the greatest books in the world are free oh god yes yeah. and the lousiest books in the world Ten cost dollars yeah, yeah. $5.99 the new Glenn Beck book is out I hear <laughs> that's a uh, hundred years from now when the copyright runs out on that i'll
1: <laughs> we'll get to it
0: yeah um i should mention that some of the greatest books in the world are only 99 cents on amazon and sure. those are the books written by phil tucker
1: absolutely yeah books such Friend of as the show uh the grind show that's a book that oh uh, what an
0: excellent book i'm glad you brought that up
1: i am too um,
0: uh, there's there's a vampire trilogy that is hot right now it's, quadrilogy
1: it's uh it's it's growing. It's growing. Although, uh, I'm sorry, because maybe yeah. I can bring this up with you. So, I say quadrilogy. Phil sticks with tetralogy. Ooh. And I believe that he proved me wrong that quadrilogy refers to movies and tetralogy refu- refers to books. Okay, so here's the nerd on it. You do it. Um, yeah. You want it,
0: it's gauche to put your Latin and your Greek together. Oh. Okay. Um, now, I'm going to cap out on nerdiness in a moment. Um because tetralogy, tetra mm. is Greek. Yes. And ology <laughs> I think is Greek. It's Greek in other words. I don't know if in a set it's the same logi. Um, okay. but normally when you're saying like biology. Yes. Uh, it's Logos. the word, the study, the language. Yeah. So uh biology is okay, bio Greek, logi Greek. Uh Quad is Latin, so you're mixing your Latin and your Greek, and that's that's a little mmm when you're forming words. So like Scientology in Latin means is terrible because yeah. science is a Latin word, yeah, and ology is Greek, Greek and when you Greeks. put them together, it's a cult.
1: Okay, alright, I like this. Alright, okay. Um, Yes, I'm sorry. We're referring to Philip Tucker's books. Welcome to to Jim's Cow Corner. (laughs) Let's get lexiconical. (laughs) Um, So, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. I keep checking that thing just because it's the first time I've used this particular. I I like it. I like it. And it's taking my eyes off the microphone. Wonderful. The problem is when you take your eyes off the microphone, you're taking your mouth off the microphone. This, I think, is a good place to be. And this doesn't, you know... Okay, I will look at you since you were talking to That's me. That's fine. Cool. Okay. And I will dart around occasionally Neat. because eye contact makes me greatly uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... Just uh, the books of Philip Tucker. Books the, of Philip Tucker. The he's tetrology. got a, He's got a
0: tetralogy coming out. The um, three uh, will be out soon. Right. Yeah. And he's got... He's, just Dropped uh, information on the new cover mm-hmm. that they got looking good, very good, yeah. Um, and uh, I just finished book two a little while ago, excellent, also on my Kindle, wonderful. Everybody get a Kindle, yeah, because
1: because how are you gonna Amazon read Philip, is gonna Philip Tucker's podcast eventually. Oh, yeah, and, and how are you gonna read Philip Tucker's books without the Kindle, right? You could possibly meet him, he's a friendly guy, he's a very friendly guy, and a friend of the show, yeah, yeah. oh, so. The show can meet him, yeah, and maybe will possibly, hopefully, in a week or so. <laughs> so he also has throne, yeah, and he also has uh, coffin cam, which is a novella. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Coffin um, cam. Tell me more about coffin cam. I just heard about this. Coffin cam is a uh, a novella that he wrote. That is, um, if you take the the regular works of Philip Tucker, if you take the one by ones and the thrones and the grind shows and the vampire tetralogy. And call that but The Crude Sunlight. The crude sunlights. If you, if if you, you will. will. You know, for the old school fans, yeah. for the Chris Vernas out there. <laughs> um, if you take those and say that those are his Stephen King books, Coffin Cam is his Richard Bachman book. It's a lot darker, a lot more mature, uh not afraid to shy away from some from some pretty harsh subject matter. Um Yeah. For those of you out there who are not familiar with Stephen
0: King, it's sort of your uh, you're Anne Rice and then you're Anne Rice writing slutty fairy tales.
1: Yes. Oh, what is her name? What's the slutty Anne Rice? Um she has a pseudonym. I'm sorry, a, Betty Cockman? No, was no, it? no, no, no. Anne Rampling. Which <laughs> that, that just sounds like a porno name. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's she been doing? I've been rampling <laughs> right. with Anne.
0: That means that her first dog was named <laughs> Rampling, everybody. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And she grew up on Anne Street. <laughs> uncreative <laughs> parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh what are you watching right now? Uh The Wire? Oh wow. Um, working my way through The Wire. First um, time? Yeah. Nice. Okay. I am just starting season 5.
1: So so it's okay. gotten real. So I, that's, the, fi- that's the final to, season. Yeah. Okay, so you saw the end of um spoilers for you know I, I won't go into too much detail but there's the end of either the 3rd season or the 4th season where <laughs> McNulty gets shot. Oh fuck. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> um, no, where uh, Minolta does not get shot. Right? No, Anybody definitely watching? not. Just kidding. <laughs> At least not until the. Fifth Enjoy the session. rest of the show, everybody. Yeah. Click. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the I think it was the end of the the school season where where the where the one guy became a teacher. Where like in, in the end of the end of the spoilers season, spoilers. So yes, yes. I'm sorry. Again, I keep spoiling this. Okay, never mind. Um, but there's a. There's like, you know how the end of the season montage? Yeah. Where it's like, everything is bad, 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 evil, bad, awful. And then the only bad thing is that the Good one thing. kid doesn't die. Oh, yeah. 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 Just crush it. Spoilers, the kid did not Spoilers, die. Spoilers, the kid did not die. But so... Like, just the one, though. Just the one kid. <laughs> all the other kids the dead. montage is dead kids. Dead children. It's like, not even music. Just <laughs> footage. It's more footage than a montage. That's going to school and be more, shitbird. <laughs> Balmore. Yeah. Well, that's excellent, and you're enjoying it,
0: I would imagine. Oh, it's amazing. It's a great show. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, I am enthralled. It feels like... So, I usually enjoy uh, nerd shows, shows that sure, sure. can be well done but are still genre shows, Yeah. and this feels like it is a current events show mm-hmm. that is made for intelligent people living in the world. Let's put a show on with drama about sure, it. Sure, yeah. Um, I totally enjoy it for that. I feel like I'm watching... Uh, a dramatized news hour um, excellent I mean with I, it's with so Method good man. that there's almost no tits yeah can I say tits on the radio um,
1: this is the internet this, this is the internet you could tits. say two girls yeah. one cup you could say space docking pulse is space docking a lot I say it a lot
0: yeah I mean I mean, the internet has no idea how much he brings
1: up space docking You, I'm editing out 90% <laughs> of the mentions of space docking. I mean, the fact that we've said it twice, no, four times already? Yeah. I mean, that's four times That's 36 90%. times. That's we've, 36 we've times. And this is only like, we're only like 15 minutes in. <laughs> <sighs> space docking, space docking, space docking, space <laughs> docking. Edit! <laughs> what are um, you playing right now?
0: Uh, so I, uh, uh, I'm so sorry, oh dead air, dead air, dead, dead air. air. What dead are we air gonna air. do? We're, space talking. Space <laughs> <stocking. Yeah. laughs> We don't call it Dead Air we Torment. Call it space I'm stocking. playing s- Planescape Torment, Plainscape which Plainscape. is an ancient, amazing computer role playing game. Wow. It is, uh, possibly the greatest plot of any of any role playing game. Awesome. Um, okay. It was made in the late nineties. Nice. Um by uh, I wanna say the name of the studio is Black Isle. Um, I've heard that name and before, they, yep. they, It's the Interplay guys, uh, Black Isle, and then they became In Exile, and now they do uh, games like uh, Bard's Tale, uh, Bard's which Tale. is out on the phone. They just put and that out on iOS. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but this is this is set in the uh, in the Planescape, the D and D setting from yeah. uh, I want to say AD and D Second Edition, um, where there was still Thaco. Yeah, still yeah. Thacko, and it's set in the Planes. Um, and it's crazy shit all the time. It's, uh, everybody has an alignment club that they join. And the more, the more you believe in things, the more the world changes for what you believe. And, uh, you've got demons and, and devils going to war and you've got, uh, cube robots that live in the plane of perfect law and try to organize everything and you've got...
1: I don't know, it's just a brilliant setting. I wish I could nice. sell it better. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it sounds great. I like the the sort of the mishmash of the two things. It's not like fantasy and it's not just... it's not sci-fi but the fact that they're both demons and robots I yeah, mean, that's and, already impressive.
0: But it's definitely fantasy.
1: Yeah. And it's all set in the
0: D&D world and you have D&D sort of uh, tropes make their appearance and then disappear. And this game is... Uh, it's your standard um, classic amnesia story. Nice. Guy wakes up on a slab in the mortuary, uh-huh. and uh, um, he's got a message written on his back. And the floating skull comes over and uh, reads it to him, and then they team up, and then he's got to find out who he is and why he can't die. Jesus and Christ, okay.
1: it's um, See, that's awesome. You sold it in a fucking sentence.
0: All that stuff about... Uh, about robots and, and demons, totally unnecessary. Absolutely. Uh, it's a great story microphone that I'm looking at. Yeah. Space talking. Space
1: talking. Have you ever broken a bone? Um,
0: I re- I have a broken... It's a random set of questions, dude. Yeah. Um, but oh, we <laughs> haven't even fucking smooth started. Transitions yeah. in Transitions them, like, are for <laughs> television hosts. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely cutting back and forth radio. Yeah. I, the transitions are smooth. There's a slide, there's a little fadeaway that happens. In exactly, star questions. wipes. Yeah, yeah. star mm. wipes are my favorite. They're um, Everybody's favorite, yeah. The, the wet wipes, too.
1: Oh, God. The, wedding, uh, yeah. So, uh,
0: I broke my wrist once when I was in 8th grade, 7th grade, in a really awkward um, kung fu class that I was in. It was an extremely awkward kung fu class in general because I was a chubby... Uh, uncomfortable young man um i have since put on at least 150 more that's about it yeah
1: Yeah. you're now more round than anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) try to find a bone yeah um but uh i mean this is a class where like nothing went right for me my i was trying to to master the secret arts of kung fu under sifu kwan and uh his his it was Sifu Kwan this, uh, this dude with the mustache from uh, I assume from Hong Kong okay but he he definitely looked like he was maybe half Hispanic half Asian um, it had a lot to do with the curly mustache that he had I could see that um, yeah. but you know he wore a Chinese uh, silk he wore the gi oh no, no he not wore the, the, gi- the, the silk, silk thing the, th- the silk. pajamas yeah. Yeah, like the pajamas, but we don't call them pajamas. He was a wonderful guy, Uh um, and all of the other professors were either current cops or retired cops, and they were just tough motherfuckers. And so I was kung fu. Yeah, but like they knew kung fu, like, like sort of. 1970s street kung fu. Like, there was one guy who the kung fu he knew was how to manipulate a butterfly knife really fast. He was really good with a butterfly knife, and that counted as kung fu. Like, he was hugely fat. Not as fat as I am now, but, like, huge. (laughs) Um, And also wearing silk shirts, sleeveless silk shirts. But all he did was work his Butterfly knife. And that was like, and his name was Sifu Berry, I think.
1: Berry. Like yeah. B A R R Y or like a, a strawberry. <laughs> like Sifu Berry. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. Sifu so Vanilla
1: was Sifu vanilla, uh, Sifu berry. specialized in headbutts. Of course. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, that was actually, I want to say was Sifu John or something like that. But that dude, he would fight with me in the sparring sessions we would have. Yeah. And uh, I was the little rotund. Uh, seventh eighth grader yeah and he would just headbutt me and it was terrifying because i had no defenses against this relatively big muscular ex-cop with a nose i don't know if he knew kung fu we knew how to headbutt <laughs> he knew how to headbutt seventh graders year old. yeah <laughs> which is <laughs> i mean that's a skill that's yeah, no, necessary that, yeah. that's like a that's like a skill in in sort of northeast china that's Liaoning style okay that's uh that's the old rust belt of china that's that's where shit got real
1: okay cool um
0: and he, uh, he would just headbutt me. So, like, that was an embarrassing thing that happened. I didn't like the martial arts there. I, uh, I once had uh, Sifu Kwan step on my stomach during uh, uh, sit ups and I farted really loudly. And uh, he, like, everyone around me giggled, which is terrible when you have a class of, of also uh, martial artists and everyone thinks it's hilarious that the 12 year old farted. Of course. And then Sifu Kwan is like, It's natural! It's natural! while standing on my stomach. Don't laugh at him! As it's still like... (laughs) (laughs) Sliding slowly across the room. Yeah,
1: yeah, just like a little whoopee cushion, yeah.
0: Um, But in this class, the the dude... uh, The one, like, maybe the one guy who I could beat. He looked like... uh, What's... Danny McBride. He looked like Danny McBride.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm already intimidated by this person.
0: Danny McBride, uh, who was on the sort of uh, redneck side of the hippie spectrum. I could see that. Um, kicked me in the nuts, and I okay. blocked it, and it broke my wrist. But I blocked it, but then I was fucking done with Kung Fu.
1: Understandably so. Yeah. Wow. So. so that's the end of Kung Fu. Don't do Kung Fu, kids. It's not good for you. OK, kids, all the kids listening to this, space talking,
0: space talking. Right, space talking, <laughs> <laughs> they ask your parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and recently, I fell off a go-kart and split my chin open.
1: Yes, right. which is impressive. Um, do you collect anything intentionally?
0: Well, no, scars has not been intentional. (laughs) Not intentionally. Okay. Um, (laughs) I used to collect a lot of comics. uh, Unsurprisingly, people. Uh, And since I've since I've been traveling a lot, Mm -hmm. I I do a lot of uh, world community listening. Uh, I've lived in a lot of foreign lands, and that requires you to be able to pack. Very lightly and get rid of most of your shit. So a lot of my shit is in my parents' house, and I have a ton of comic books and uh, the remnants of whatever uh, action figures or nice baseball cards that I used to collect. They are all in my parents' waiting my children's discovery, Excellent. Um, or my nephew's. My nephew. I'm so excited about my nephew introducing him to comics because his my fa- my father sorry his father my brother-in-law yes awesome guy incredible guy huge sports fanatic. Okay. The like the thing that brought us closest together was when I took some interest at all in the Olympics. And he was so excited to get to talk to me about Hope Solo. And I was so excited about Hope Solo. And it turned out she played sports. And it was... We could really bond over it. Excellent. Um hope solo by the way
1: yeah no idea no blank i'm i'm (laughs) i know nothing i'm in the right place yeah this is yeah look around you yeah this is not a sport super hot soccer goalie yeah absolutely okay Um,
0: good and her name was hope solo dude
1: that's like like
0: sally ride Han solo's sister yeah or like or like uh, just an american hero with an awesome name yeah totally okay Um, so uh also pretty
1: attractive that helps yeah yeah like like Han Solo. Yeah, like Han Solo, pretty attractive. I'm man enough to admit that guy. You're yeah, fucking a, yeah. Um, sitting in carbonite. <laughs> because
0: I would love the dude who kicks the shit out of me for being <laughs> for being gay about Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, dude, don't be gay with my Star Wars. That's a very specific <laughs> right. person. We do not welcome hate <laughs> into this place. <laughs>
0: What'd or you sports? say about the Sarlacc pit?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's it looks like a what? I'll show you who looks like an anus. Yeah, I don't want them listening.
0: Um, so, uh... So, I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff. Gotcha. Um, more stuff than uh, I will ever collect. But it's, it's fun to collect shit. Yeah. I don't... I just... I'm also very broke. Um, so it's hard
1: to collect things. It's
0: hard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, memories. Memory good. Uh... Bad decisions. Yeah. Um... How much are you paying me for this, by the way?
1: Two hundred.
0: Two hundred bad memories, everybody. Yeah. It's I mean I what you're not seeing is yeah. <laughs> what he's doing to me.
1: The shelves line will never forget memories. this. Yeah. But
0: the fact <laughs> that I'm able to maintain modular control of my voice is yeah. impressive. What do you collect? Let me turn the tables on you.
1: I um don't really collect. Collect. I mean, what I consider collecting is um, it's not hoarding and it's not. Buying things and using them, like I, I have a lot of Stephen King's books, but I read them. You know, they're not in great condition, all of them. So I don't say I collect them. When I think collecting, I think like collecting and displaying. So I mean, I. That's I, I, what, why what, I interview other people because what, I am not interesting. Tell, tell me
0: about the the first uh, the first martial arts related injury you ever had.
1: <laughs> I still have yet to have one. Is this you segueing and into and punching I me kick in the face? It? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like walked right into that one. <laughs> ah, literally. He kicked me right in the trachea. I should have known the whole time you're just kind of cracking your knuckles and staring at me. It's like, how many times have you been kicked in the trachea? That would be a weird thing, right? Is that on the list? (laughs) Let me
0: know when you get to it. Let me take a look at that. Let me know when you get to it. Sorry, I I bent down away from the microphone. Sorry, microphone. Sorry, internet.
1: That's okay. So your phone rings. (sighs) It's uh, Robert Hollywood, the vice president of Hollywood. He's on the phone, and he wants one suggestion from you to make the entertainment industry better.
0: Um... You let writers, you let comic book writers write all of the movies. Um, not yeah. all of the movies, because there's terrible comic book writers, oh, God, and yes. there's terrible movies, but most of the movies that are being made uh, right now, most of the tentpole ones at least have some superhero tilt to it, True. and if you just brought in all of the guys who spent their entire lives yeah. hoping to make $20,000 a year yeah. writing Ant Man, <laughs> the guys who have just devoted themselves and put all of their energy into thinking about these characters and getting at the nut of what is going on with them—if you just let them run Hollywood for a little while, they'll turn into assholes and it'll and it'll ruin comic books. But it, uh, it'll it'll save movies for a while. A if, short-term solution. If if. Uh, Let's say if if Dan Didio and yeah. uh, and Jim Lee came to me and they were like, "How do we save DC?" I would say, S- "Destroy the podcast that I just made with uh, with Paul." Okay, um, and you might need to kill Paul too, just to get this out of of the world's awareness, um, because it would hurt comics. It would take all the good writers away and put them into. Um, into movies, or I mean, it's possible that it might turn into a farm system, and that would be cool too. That would be great if we if we just encouraged writers to move up through these media. Um, that so maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't stop. Don't kill Paul. Don't erase this. this is a ter- let me take it back. See how it plays out. Just call off the guns for a minute, Internet for a minute. Just a minute, guys. Um, duck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Kick uh, me in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you if you take these great writers and you Put them to work on stuff that they love. Then you will get movies that have heart, just like Joss Whedon is making fantastic movies uh, about that have heart. And it, they might be stupid. They might have like bad guys that turn off when you kill their uh, mothership yeah. and that have no reason for attacking. But we don't care because what we care about is watching Iron Man and Captain America argue banter. Yeah, we, we care. We care about Captain America being motivated to do what's right and the hulk controlling his rage until he can't control his rage and then oh, hell a all hell racism that's all damn
1: space fish oh
0: that's yeah. what we hope for. that's what we want we want them to be true to themselves and we don't want them to uh to say like anybody can be batman god yeah or uh i'm not happy being superman
1: yeah or anybody can be spider-man
0: right or yeah. or uh was the shit that spider-man did in the last spider-man movie that was just
1: stupid took his mask off at every chance he
0: got that's okay spider-man does that he's really (laughs) terrible about that it was the um i promise you that i'm going to uh to stay away from your daughter i'm back i'm going to stay away from you i'm back that doesn't make any sense yeah um and the my my uncle died and i'm a little shook up about it but mostly what i'm going to do is just turn into batman i'm just Basically. gonna beat the shit out of people yeah as opposed to realize that the heart of my character yeah that with And deal with the grief great power comes great responsibility
1: yeah
0: charlie uh, shane uh, did spoiler, alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert spoiler yeah sorry guys spoiler, with spoiler. great power comes
1: great responsibility oh my god <clears throat> okay so those were the questions let's digress please please we are staying far too on
0: a single topic i agree
1: What's the first movie you remember seeing, and how did it affect
0: you? Okay, so the first movie that I think I remember seeing... Yes. um, I know know that the first movie I saw was Fantasia. Wow, Um, okay. And I don't remember shit of what my young childhood was. Of course. Uh, So that doesn't really apply. But the first movie that I could really say affected me uh, was Conan the Barbarian. Excellent. Um, Best... Like amazing movie. I love it to this day. It is I mean it is just so earnest and so heartfelt. Speaking of getting to the nut of what a character is, Conan is just badass and stupid um and, he's a and fist. heartfelt the whole yeah. way. But like like a soul with wound. a heart in it. Yeah, he's yeah. he's just an injured child the entire time. He speaks um, like one. Yeah. <laughs> when they <laughs> bummed me and I stuff. Hurt, I hurt my finger. You killed my mother. You killed my <laughs> father. You killed my whole family. Exactly. So, it was so good. Um so I couldn't watch any nudity or any violence in my childhood. I was very restricted, sure. Except for Conan the Barbarian. Because my dad was like, ah, I like Conan. We're gonna watch Conan all oh, the time. Okay, so because so he liked it, okay. From when I was maybe like Three or four. Nice. <laughs> Conan and Conan and Conan again. Not the Destroyer. The Destroyer is a terrible movie. Okay. Red Sonja, not very good. Either. Okay. But Conan the Barbarian, the first one where it's, Oh, Prince. That in the days when the oceans drank Atlantis. Mako, the dude who. Uh, of course. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh no. It's yeah. I've it's yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and the,
0: the, well, good. So that is a wonderful movie. And world out there listening, space talking. So. What is the last dream that you remember having? Um, last night, I had a dream, and I've already forgotten it. What is the last dream you had? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember dreams at all. At all? Okay. Jen, my fiance, mm-hmm. I won't say her last name, um, <laughs> she remembers every dream in explicit, excruciating detail. That's amazing. And it's, it's wonderful. It's so impressive, the memory she has. Yeah, yeah. And it's like watching someone else
1: flick channels. Phil is really good about remembering dreams. On the other hand, my other best friend, Will, hardly ever remembers dreams. It's interesting. I wonder what it has to do with. I mean, because I can't, I can't hold on. I don't know.
0: Which one is left brain and which one
1: is right brain? The left brain is the one on the uh, the left side? No, I mean, it's... <laughs> oh, okay. That's not true, though. I know, which is really fucked <laughs> up. What scientist <laughs> is like, no, why don't we fuck with them? The left brain's on the right side, you fucking... Actually, the left brain is on the left. It's ridiculous. Left what brain, controls left brain th- on the
0: left side. Internet out there. Left brain is on the left side. Yeah. It's the stage left brain that's on the right.
1: Stage left brain Yeah. on the right side. Yeah. I'm exhausted all of a sudden. It's really sweaty. And yeah, weird. it is... It's, it's wetting. If you can't tell. Yeah. If you can't hear the sweat dropping from us, then you need to turn up your podcasts. What is the worst job you have ever had? It's a tie. Do it. All right.
0: Uh, so when I was 16, I got my first... Well, when I was 15, my godmother employed me at... I, I was living in Chicago, uh, and I was working at the theater building, which has since closed, which was a very gay-friendly... Um, small run theater on Belmont mm-hmm. and my godmother, wonderful woman, she was uh, the director of the theater building and she hired me to work concessions or the box office and uh, they did shows like uh, um, Behind the Green Door uh, the musical and uh, they did a lot of uh, Vampire Lesbians of Sodom was one of the, they had uh, who's, if you were to think of a famous terrible old porn star uh, with one name it's like Saba or... It's not Sade. One name. Caesar? Caesar? Saul, so A female. If people want to call in with, with
1: answers, Yeah, if you want to call, call in, uh, number is 718-387-6962. We are waiting for your calls. Right. We're not going to talk until, until yeah, you tell Yeah, until, until you safe. call, so... I just want you to know that there were 25 <laughs> minutes of silence that I just edited out there. So it was not a lot of silence, guys. No. It was mostly space docking. Mostly space docking. Actual space docking. In silence. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I don't know the name of this porn star. No. All right. Um, anyway,
0: it was a very uh, progressive and fun place to put on shows, and it, Chicago is is worse off for its closure. Mm. Um, was also next to a super super gay, super super small run place whose name I can't think of, but they were doing. It was sort of like naked boys singing all the time. Um, anyway, the I play, was, not,
1: yeah, not. No, yeah, okay, gotcha. Just no, outside. Okay, gotcha. Was, yeah. <laughs> Someone please arrest him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so I was a uh, a concessionaire there, okay. and uh, and that was a wonderful job, and I would get lots of tips because um, I was I was in that brief window when i wasn't fat and awkward um nice. when i had curly hair and, and was young and supple and, and yeah very
1: supple so yeah. supple like like a like just tallow. calfskin calfskin tallow boot boot yeah calfskin tallow boot yeah a tallow boot you know what a tallow boot is internet call up yeah call up and we'll give you one it's 7183876962 waiting for your call yeah, for 25 we'll, minutes we'll be making high pitched noises until you call
0: this isn't even this is just just losing everybody (laughs) excellent (laughs) all right uh so that was a wonderful job in comparison to my next job okay which was working at mcdonald's oh wow um, behind the register um and that was just soul-sucking awful okay um the food is terrible and oh delicious delicious for the first Day and a half, <laughs> and then because they throw away the food regularly, so you can kind of sneak behind and eat it, yeah. And then it just, ugh, just destroys you as a human being, it just sure. sucks out your soul, and yeah, yeah. shits it all over the floor. It's just and but like nice people there mostly, um, except that the manager's boss. Sorry. <laughs> the
1: manager... You mean the Ronald boss, McDonald. Because <laughs> the manager's boss is Ronald McDonald. <laughs> it, was run, it was run by Grimace. Okay, It was oh, Grimace, really. Okay. Grimace is okay. the power behind the throne. Yeah, nothing... That walking Grimace. milkshake. Yeah.
0: Um. The boss... The manager was the boss's, the owner's daughter. And she was a... She was probably like 10 years older than me. And... A little on the uh, heavy set, pimply side, Ooh. still, still in an awkward way, and yeah. she got a crush on me. Oh, um, and I was sixteen, and it was really awkward to have That's a super boss. illegal wow, twenty six um, year old. Yeah, she was. Well, she was in her mid twenties. I, I mean, I don't know exactly because it didn't really come up because gotcha. I was terrified, of course. Um, and she would come over and like touch me, and then and then tell me to go clean the bathrooms. So it was like this weird power thing that if she'd been played by Sharon Stone and I'd been played by. Um, Burt probably Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. Probably Burt. Reynolds. At that yeah. point, that was that was
1: like yeah. the sixteen-year-old you. <laughs> Burt Reynolds <laughs> is what I'm seeing. Yeah.
0: It would have that would have been an incredibly erotic, of course, um, power game. But as yeah, it was, yeah. I I just was horrified. I was seeing my first real girlfriend, um, and uh, very in love with her, and we were uh, sort of in love with her, um, and. She was just constantly pressuring me to, like, like, rub my back, what oh. are you doing, and then go clean the homeless people's shit, and then it got to the point where I remember just feeling existential loss and going to hide in the ball pit, and just... At age sixteen, lying in the ball pit and letting wow. the balls come over me, just and just wait because I I needed this job. I needed to make money. Yeah. I had to pay for. Th- I had just gotten a van from my dad, and I had to pay him back. And I was had a girl that I was trying to take out, and I was also stupid in sixteen. I had no perspective. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't like, who knows? I was like, oh my god, this is this is my ladder to success. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe someday
1: I'll be a manager here. <laughs>
0: right. So I didn't. I didn't know if if I had any way out, and I just hid in the ball pit for like an hour. Okay. And she like came looking for me, and these little kids were uh, were playing in the ball pit around me as I was hiding with the balls over my face. And she was looking for me, and the ball kids were like, "He's in here!" And she had no idea where I was. And then like later, I my, my wallet had fallen out of my pocket, so I had to go back and get it. She caught me there, and that was when uh, I basically got fired from McDonald's. She was she was. She was unwilling to fully fire me because she she saw a chance at uh, redemption and possibly reunion, but I quit. And God I was like, man. I just can't do this anymore. And then the other, the wonderful thing was the other manager was like, you had real potential. You could have been an assistant manager in three years. And I was a 16-year-old in my high school job. It was just, <sighs> oh, man. So anyway, that and was only- a terrible place to work. And I never yeah. eat at McDonald's. And, um, not because their food is bad, because it's really not that bad. It was just, uh, I think back to hiding in a ball pit and cleaning up shit. Sure. Jesus Christ. Okay, well... So that was, that was a terrible job. Yeah. The other job that the compared tie. to it was the job where I met Caitlin. Um, oh, yes, the law working firm. Working at Sullivan and Cromwell, which okay. was sort of... Sullivan... Uh, spoilers, I worked at Sullivan and Cromwell. Okay. One of my darkest, ugh, most hateful memories of yeah, right yeah. before I left was uh, um, this one lawyer who uh, was a little younger than me. Um, she uh, She had a document that A lawyer above her had given her, and she thought she didn't need any more, and so she had ripped it up. And then she found out that she needed it. But instead of asking the lawyer above her for another copy of it, she gave me her garbage can and asked me to tape the paper back together to dig it out are we talking like a piece
1: it. of paper or like a file like a bunch of pages no it was a piece of paper that she had shredded sh- like shredded machine shredded. no like with her hands just
0: ripped up ripped up ripped up, yeah. ripped up ripped up ripped up and crumpled and thrown in a garbage can and she was like can you dig this out and tape it back together to save me the effort of having to call and ask for another copy and it would have been gotten by her Superior's dog's body.
1: Yeah, like her. She would it have probably wouldn't even have gotten to the superior that she needed another copy. Right, right. It was so was she at least? I know this is the worst thing ever, no. or was it? Wow, just dig it. Dig Not through my trash.
0: Sort of smiling. Could you do this?
1: Great, thanks. It was, and it was that sort
0: of thing. And then there were wonderful characters that yeah. were there, like uh, there was a uh, <laughs> fucking awful an older lady who uh, who was a, the oldest legal assistant uh at the firm and she'd been there for like 30 years and she was rickety and uh upper upper east side jewish nice and she was maybe not no she wasn't even upper she was uh she lived across the street from the un oh yeah and she was and the reason i know this is because she would come out and tell these insane stories (laughs) where she would be like uh so i was I was standing outside, just looking at the diplomats driving up, and you don't know who's a terrorist. And I was, I was just standing there until I got a phone call saying that I couldn't stand naked in my window anymore. I don't know who's looking, and it's <laughs> my apartment. And how, I'm just so worried about being in this area that I need to look out. She would, she would, she would. Uh, there was she'd come up. She'd be like, "Do you know? Do you know where I can buy?" Mesh underwear! And I was like, why? And she's like, because nylon underwear, it just doesn't breathe the way I would like it to. It's, it's very uncomfortable, and I'm thinking that a mesh might be more helpful.
1: She was just nuts. So basically, she was your manager from McDonald's, but with the hating on you the, and everything. But the grinning specter of death. Oh, wow. Because she, she was four foot tall
0: and nothing but bones and red hair dye. And mesh underwear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just (laughs) completely see-through. It was so (sighs) erotic. And then there was another guy. Wayne was a 50-year-old secretary who'd been a secretary for 30 years or something like that. Wow, okay. And was just incompetent. And the job is so easy to do. It's just so stupidly easy that my brain would drip out of my ears as I did it. Was it Um, nepotism,
1: or was he just... No,
0: it's just momentum. It's just just inertia. Inertia is the term I'm looking for, not momentum. Uh, There was just no way to fire people without them being grossly negligent. And he wasn't grossly negligent. He was just gross and negligent. Negligent
1: enough but not so negative. No one wanted to were. work with him. And he was gotcha. so
0: he just got slipped further and further back into the corner of the the 25th floor which is the shitty office that they put the like the shitty lawyers on and yeah. really the, um so he was way in the back and he set up this sort of like perimeter of files in his weird corner and and he was grossly rotund and um he eventually came out as gay but for the longest time, he was just closeted, and would like when he, if he sat at your desk during your lunch break, he would he would log into Netflix and and choose um, gay Thai coming of age films, and then leave himself logged in when you came back. It was so it was it was just horrible to be around. He would come up to my desk every day, and be like, just lean his gut over the top of the desk and lean in and be like. oh how was your weekend? they were filming Spider-Man outside of my window and I got to see Kirsten Dunst I mean it was wow it was, and all of his stories would just be these like long horrible stories and I would I would see how long I could ignore him and just not talk to him or like just say horrible things like deny that I believed in like beauty or good just (laughs) just like he'd be like so it was sunny yesterday and i'd be like oh i hate the sun and he he wouldn't he, he would just not know how to respond because he was used to like people at least being like yeah because
1: when chit-chat. you work in these
0: offices the horrible chit chat happens where you you're like I
1: hope it's sunny again tomorrow oh <laughs> me too I and, like it when it is sunny yeah and I my, don't like it when it is raining right yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah the, so anyway Barbara Barbara the uh the woman the grinning specter of death yes 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 big big friend of
0: the show uh-huh huge um, friend of the show she would come out and talk to me about her medical issues the humidity and weird sexual things that she wasn't quite okay with and then Wayne would come out and lean on my desk and just sigh (laughs) and just to have the most boring awful and then when the two of them would come together I would make them fight each other for boringness and it was just (laughs) it was an awful awful job and I was so glad to leave and then I moved to another country and, and I went on a you killed, you, you killed Road trip with Phil and Yeah it was That's awesome. what I meant You
1: went on a road trip Yeah You didn't kill out your own. I killed Phil I killed ovos. Phil Yeah Sorry Big friend of the show Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dead now Yeah Big dead friend of the show <laughs> <laughs> Famous author Big and dead Friend of the show um, Those, those both good. sound pretty horrific um, yeah, Anyway So yeah those Those are a tie for awful Those uh, Everything else yeah. has been fun Excellent what is your zombie apocalypse escape plan? Who would you want with you? Where would you go? Okay. So, Wayne Barbara. <laughs> As just bait. Yeah. Well,
0: Wayne is the bait. Barbara is the camouflage. Barbara <laughs> wow. is how I make it out. Okay. No, like, yeah, I can see this. We just rickety our way out. And yeah. And the zombies are like, well, clearly she's dead. Right. And they, they smell the death through her mesh underwear. Um <laughs> oh, And we're God. clear. It works perfectly. It, it was there was the silver lining of these jobs otherwise it's hiding the ball pit until the, until the
1: army until the apocalypse is over
0: right okay what i think is zombie apocalypse is like the whole like the whole thing that happens with the zombie apocalypse is either you do the first 5 days of it or you do like
1: the, the civilization it, right
0: yeah. after civilization collapses but unless you're
1: talking about like the modern Uh, super fast, super strong zombies. Ooh, no, I'm not talking about them. If the zombie apocalypse consists of them, we are fucked as a species. We're We're done. There's nothing. But if it doesn't, then the zombie apocalypse is taken care of by coyotes.
0: You think? Because it's... They're just sham... Like, we spent millennia, like many, many... thousands and hundreds of thousands of years being deathly afraid of wild animals and we are as strong as people and we are as fast as people and we can use weapons and the scariest shit out there was dogs and bears (laughs) and they're still fucking out there man like (laughs) as soon as the like civilization collapses and we stop killing them with tractors and and like helicopter guns (laughs) They're just going to eat the zombies, because the zombies would be like, we're like people, but we're slower and dumb, and the bears and the coyotes would be like, awesome, this is what we were looking for. Okay, just wipe it out, and then there'll be
1: a lot of coyotes for a while. Okay, this is by far the most interesting tack I have heard brought up regarding the zombie apocalypse plan. So now two questions for me spring off from that. One is, what if they don't eat the dead flesh? There's plenty of animals that eat dead flesh. Okay, so I, I mean, mean you I'm think eventually carrion animals would take care of it. Like vultures. Vultures. vultures, swoop down you'd have like zombies ah. be like,
0: Ugh, "Oh, this sucks." Okay, <laughs> all mean, right. Lo- like lots of animals are carrion animals. Lots of animals that you respect as noble, beautiful. <laughs> they eat dead stinking yeah, flesh. They will ju- they'll be okay for a while. That's why I said coyotes um, based on the Lion King
1: okay those were hyenas those were hyenas but, but still same yeah, right. you know hyenas are just you know i'm sorry African i'm sorry coyotes. that really offended
0: our hyena audience
1: yes so we lost the we hyenas. Lost demographic so, fuck. right the so <laughs> we lost cheech they're and the only
0: ones <laughs> who laugh at us oh
1: hey high, high five. five okay right. no, fucking awful um so then the other question uh that you answered that very well that's a very good good answer to that, that was the only answer it, like you're right it's every the, other question
0: he's asked he's I, he's tried to move on to another question and yeah. I've been like but as I as had boy. more to say what about, about the weather operas <laughs> and Barbara right um want hear my funny voice
1: I don't yeah.
0: what if um this is what a bear sounds like when it eats <laughs> when <laughs> he eats Barbara oh my god <laughs> they going so slowly
1: <laughs> um so then going off that with the bears and coyotes so say they are going after the zombies what if zombie like, the virus infects coyotes and bears. So instead of dealing with just the masses of undead humans, we're also dealing with undead coyotes and undead bears. The only thing that makes coyotes and bears dangerous is that they're faster and stronger than us, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, wow, Answer that question. Dude, well done. Thank you. Damn. All right, and finally, tell me a joke. Okay, so... Uh, can can this have
0: voices in it again? God, yeah, go for it. Unless right. it's
1: Barbara. If it's Barbara or Wayne, no, but you're it not allowed to. It, it is a Jewish
0: voice. I have a, it's in a Jewish voice and an Italian voice. Sure. Okay. So, the year is fourteen thirty-two. No, the year's two thousand thirteen. You're right. This joke doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, edit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, fourteen thirty-two. The year is fourteen thirty-two. Okay. And a terrible plague is crushing uh, is crushing Rome, the city okay. of Rome, and. Naturally, when a terrible plague sweeps through Rome, the people blame the Jews. Okay. And um, there is great hue and cry for uh, for the Jews to be run out of, of Rome. And the Pope is feeling a lot of pressure to deal with this. Sure. Um, the uh, Pope, this is Pope Pius, the, I think, second, second and a half. Second and a half, yeah. yeah something like that. He... And Rabbi Shmuley, of course, Rabbi um, Shmuley, the sixteenth. Sixteenth. They go through rabbis like you would. Oh God! Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean they're they're constantly being run out. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Every time there was a lot of plagues back then. Yeah, yeah. Also, five thousand years of history. Yeah. Um, Rabbi Shmuley and Pope Pius the Second and a half Mm -hmm. agree that they will have a theological debate to decide the fate of the Jews in Rome. And this is the only way that uh, the Jews can avoid pogroms and that uh, Pope Pius can avoid a really messy pogrom. Okay, yeah. Um, Because the Jews will fight back and and there will be all sorts of disruption and chaos. Of course. Um, So if they can find a peaceful way to get rid of the Jews, then Pope Pius is happy. And Rabbi Shmuley, if he can find a peaceful way, to keep living where he wants to live and where his people want to live, then mm-hmm. they're happy too. Cool. So, they decide on a theological debate to be held um, on in Pope Pius's quarters overlooking uh, St. Peter's Square. Okay. The problem is, Pope Pius, he speaks Italian, he speaks Latin, he speaks a little bit of French. Um, Rabbi Shmuley, he speaks some Yiddish, he speaks some Greek, um and he speaks a little bit of Arabic, but they don't speak the same language at all. Okay. So the debate... Oh, shit. I'm going to have to tell this joke in gestures on podcast. It's a really good joke.
1: <laughs> That's not going to work, though. It's
0: really good. Audience oh. at home, you're going to love this joke.
1: <laughs> should we describe the gestures? No, we should just do a different joke entirely. <laughs> <laughs> all this fucking setup! Oh, thank God! I got I mean... <laughs>
0: There's a lot more setup involved. <laughs> I'll just fucking describe the gestures. Ah, we're going to try something completely new here that was already written down, radio, um, internet. Carrying on with the joke. Okay. The debate will be completely silent and they will use only gestures and my descriptions of their gestures. To communicate. Let's
1: give it a try. It's give it a try. This is good radio, man. All so, right. the debate of the debate. <laughs> the debate
0: of the debate. Edit! The day of the debate debacle. The day of the debate, Rabbi Shmuley and, Rab- and, and Pope, Pope, Pope Pius, Pius 2.5. 2.5. Pius 2.5. Right. Pope Pius Vista <laughs> sit down nice. and stare at each other. They start. They're just staring at each other. Pope Pius begins the debate, lifts up his hand, shows three fingers to Rabbi Shmuley. And I don't know if you caught that radio. But three fingers. Three fingers.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Jim is holding up three fingers.
0: Yeah. Rabbi Shmuley looks at
1: him in the eye and holds up one finger. One finger. Rabbi is holding up one finger. Jim's holding up the, the index finger. Pope Pius stops and he thinks about
0: this. And then he holds up his hand and he does a sweeping gesture pointing all around him.
1: Okay, uh he's now kind of making like kind of a, a lasso, kind of pointing around like he's spinning his fingers around. Just the one finger, the index finger.
0: Rabbi Shmuley stares back at him, raises a single finger, and points right at the ground in front of him.
1: Okay, he's taking his finger and he's gesturing directly at the ground with his, with his index finger.
0: Pope Pius is, is struck by this, and he, he's really pondering, he's really pondering, and then he reaches behind oh, he reaches behind him, and pulls out a cup of wine and a platter with a piece of bread on it. Rabbi Shmuley looks at him, reaches into his robe, pulls out an apple and takes a bite of it. Pope Pius drops the platter. Startles himself, picks it up and and runs away. Now, back in the Vatican, all of the uh, all of the cardinals and prelates and uh, guys in poofy pants. Oh, yeah. Um, all the catamites, all of the uh, stevedores, they all come and gather around the Pope and they say, Papo, papa, what happened? <laughs> and uh, Pope Pius says, Oh, you're never going to believe it. It was um, I, I, I Everything I did, I I tried so hard to debate him, but I I couldn't. He was uh, too good for me. Uh, first, I said to him, I said, uh, there are... Three beings. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And that is what we all believe. This is what is true in the world. And he responds that the three beings of the God are all one single God. The same God that I believe in and that he believes in. The God of Adam. And of course it's true. What can I say? (laughs) So then I tell him that that God is the Catholic God of the universe, the God of all of the world. And he tells me that that God of all of the world is the God right here between us as people. And that when any two people meet, there is a God between them. So again, what can I say? He's a genius. He's a very, very right. And then... i I go to i go to the big guns the only thing i have left the holy communion the eucharist and i say that the only way to reach a god is through the body and the blood of jesus christ that it is only through his sacrifice and the eating of these that we can return to the godhead and he tells me that he's a brilliant man he's a scholar He says that the only reason we are separated from God is because of the sin of Adam, the eating of the apple, the sin that every single one of us shares as human beings. So, what can I say? The Jews, they stay. (laughs) Back in the ghetto, Okay. the Jews mob Rabbi Shmuley. And they say, Rabbi, Rabbi, what happened? Can you please explain, are we staying, are we going? We're so confused, we don't know. And Rabbi Shmuel says, you're confused. You should, you, I should be so lucky to be as confused as you. I am completely <laughs> lost with what happened. First, first, this Schmendrick he comes up to me and he says, you Jews, you have three days to get out of Rome. And I tell him, not one of us is leaving. <laughs> and then he says, he, you never believe, the balls on this guy, he says, you can go anywhere you want. And I say, we're staying right here. And then he sort of shrugs and falls back and the other Jews go, and, and then what happened? How did it end? He goes, I don't know, we broke for lunch.
1: <laughs> okay, I got it. It's not funny without the gestures, guys. But I'm here, so I'm wondering. I should probably tell it again. So those were the digressions. And now, Jim, it is time to get specific. Okay, specific jokes. Yes, gotcha. Not jokes. Let's get specific. So here is the extent of what I know about you. You know jujitsu. You used to work at a law firm with Brazilian our mutual friend. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Brazilian which is jiu-jitsu.
0: Completely hairless jiu-jitsu.
1: Okay, good. All right. See, already I'm learning more. So, you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You used to work in a law firm with our mutual friend, Caitlin Gentile. Yeah. And then the mentioned, Who then introduced you to one of my best friends, Philip Tucker. Yes. Um, who I love. Absolutely. I wasn't dead. Big friend. Big, big friend of the show. Yeah. Who was dead. He, big dead friend of the show. Big loss. Big loss. Big loss of the show. Um, you game and live in Hawaii, and uh, we spoke briefly together. of this together. and we spoke briefly of this last point, and which I took away from that particular discussion was that you are actually in some small way affecting political change on a global scale. Mm. Now either that is not the case. Okay. I mean, no, it is sort of the case. Yeah, it sure. That's is. Fuck, Yeah. Sure. So that's the thing. So now either yeah. we can talk about each of those bullet points or suffice with that truncated bio and move on to the whole world changing job. Okay. However, as I am prone, like I was, like you were just saying, I am prone to hyperbole. So I may just be blowing this out of proportion, this job. Okay. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So let's bullet With form. your deep, deep knowledge
0: of martial arts uh-huh. and, and your background in sports. Yes. Um, you should probably
1: do the introduction okay explain brazilian jiu-jitsu to our audience at home brazilian jiu-jitsu is when two men who care very much about one another (laughs) if you've ever wondered (laughs) where brazilians come from (laughs) they care about each other so much they shave their bodies clean of all hair. and they and then they they put themselves in these holds amazing holds. amazing holds totally straight-faced body body on body skin on skin and they just slowly list off rationally <laughs> what they love about one another <laughs> and it's just back and forth it's like i enjoy the way you smell and then i love the way pants look on you and then i think of you when i listen to this kind of music and just back and forth compliments and then when they're done that's what it is. That's uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.
0: Sport Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a little different. You can use reversals. You can say, that's what I think of when I think of you. Yes. And then they're like, oh, and then they have to respond with a, uh, a sweep, which is usually you take my breath away. Yes. Or uh, um, those pants look really good off of you. you. Then you get a little weird. I don't know, like there's variations on it. That's yeah, but it's
1: Brazilian. So it's totally cool. Yeah, no, yeah. Samba, Samba, Samba. Exactly, Samba, 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 space talking. <laughs> yeah,
0: there we go. There goes our Brazilian audience.
1: Which is Phil, Phil Tucker? <laughs> Who is dead? <sighs> Big friend of the show. Yeah, we'll miss him. We'll miss him. Big, dead, Brazilian friend of the show. Don't
0: expect him next week, folks. No, do not expect him next week. Uh, um, so, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, in addition to everything that you have said, which, which is, is 100% true, true, yeah, is a fascinating martial art of... Uh, restricting the movements of your enemy. Um it's wrestling and it's it's like action chess. It is there's once because it's ground fighting, it's about restricting the num the number of motions that your enemy can do to a limited number that you can predict and defend against. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way of doing that is to stop them from standing up and being able to run and jump. And and so you do the fighting on the ground. So you tackle a guy, you put him on the ground, you climb on top of him, you wrap him really closely, you list all the things you like about him. Yeah. Going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> totally hairless. <laughs> but it is amazing, and it has completely changed the way that real martial arts is fought. It's a lot friendlier now. <laughs> If you watch, if you watch the like the early UFC fights, yes, um, which play out like Tekken, brutal, or yeah. uh, or Street Fighter, where you have like a, a a guy who's been studying ninjutsu for twenty years and doesn't know that it's not real, um, <laughs> or uh, a sumo wrestler, or a, a carny,
1: yeah, um, or a Brazilian mutant, yeah, who just, can conduct electricity through his body,
0: right, yeah, right, and is has not been shaved which no. is why it's not jiu jitsu. Exactly. He's extremely hairy. It's street fighting. Yeah. Too. And yeah. it's mostly the uh the what do you call that? The uh, static. The static that up Yeah, all exactly because the the once hair. they started shaving people for Brazilian jiu jitsu that all went away. Normal electricity. Yeah. 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 Um Phil Tucker very electric. Tucker. I think you will find him to be an
1: extremely electric interview. Yeah. If he were not dead. Yeah. No. Big no. friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> Big dead gay friend. <laughs> not sure.
0: He's stuck. <laughs> um, he uh, uh, so, uh, I guess the most interesting thing you can say about it uh, is that it completely changed the way martial arts is fought. Okay. One-on-one martial arts, because once, once this was, once this was well known, that grappling could keep you safe and eliminate the number of mo and help you predict the number of motions yeah. uh, that your enemy could make. It it stopped all other martial arts from being effective unless you knew jiu-jitsu. You might nice. be able to punch a guy who knows jiu-jitsu. But as soon as he got your hand, he locks you down. No. No, no, no. He would get punched. Okay. And if you punched him hard enough, you'd knock him out. Sure. But if he survived that first punch, he would grab you around the waist. He wouldn't do cool, small joint manipulation like Aikido or something like okay. that. Okay. He would tackle you. He would grab your leg and pull you down and he would sit on you and there are only two motions you could do from when he's sitting on you. You can either try to heave him up with your hips or you can try to slide your knee past his knee and he knows those are your two motions. There's no other, you could try to push at his chest, right? You could try to push him off with his chest. Yeah. There's three motions. Okay. The first two are good ideas. The pushing him off with your chest is a disaster. It doesn't work at all. Okay. Um, for various reasons, which I will show you, and the audience at home will have to imagine. For the video podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, we will tell that joke. It's It changed the way fighting was done. And now, uh, with modern MMA, uh, everybody has to know jiu-jitsu. If you don't know basic jiu-jitsu, then the man who does can defeat you. Now, there are amazing strikers out there. There's guys who have incredibly heavy hands and who if you tackle them and take them down they can still hit you so hard that you go you rape. Yep. Right. yeah but if you know a little bit about striking and some jiu-jitsu the guy who doesn't know jiu-jitsu will lose okay and because you can change where the fight happens you can take the guy to the ground and then he can't hit you nearly as hard and if you know a little bit about striking, maybe you can hit them too, or maybe you defend yourself better. Gotcha. But it's completely changed the way fighting happens, and it's not like it's the most dominant martial art mm-hmm. because now it's about a mix. Now it's about knowing all sorts of sets of things, mm-hmm. and the beauty of it is that that is that is actually uh, revitalized these ninjutsus and the kungfus and and the karates. No, 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 no. The like the oh the, the actual the, the older styles that. <coughs> That failed so badly okay. when uh, when faced with grapplers. Gotcha. That your your crane kick and your uh, your uh, flying head kicks and and all the all the silly flashy things from the Karate Kid or from 80s movies or from
1: Dragon Punches. Yeah, all those things fireballs don't work okay
0: fireballs always work
1: yeah because you're from a distance right and like even if you block it takes damage right
0: and and the guy the guy with the stretchy arms the stretchy arms is still an effective technique
1: oh yeah, yeah. he's yeah. always effective yeah because yeah. he can teleport
0: right there's like, a lot there's a lot to martial arts aside from yeah I can't really bring up in this podcast
1: understandably so yeah uh-huh. No. it's secrets of the ancients <laughs> my other podcast secrets of the ancients which <laughs> I no. will be on yeah <laughs> I will talk at length about it at length <laughs> We are now in the final segment. Grandpa mash Exactly, okay. <laughs> sorry. Space talking. And I need you to scroll through that list of words which I have created. Pick one and define it. Okay.
0: Define me. Okay, Yeah. so the word I choose is scrandandimol. Welcome back to Jim's vocabulary corner. Um, scrandandimol is a uh, It's an old English term. It's made up... So, while it's a huge faux pas to mix your Latin and your Greek... Absolutely. Traditionally, there is a lot of overlap between your French, your German, and your your sort of more Celtic influences in, in England. The Anglos, the Saxons, the
1: Franks. Sure. The Pygmies. Oh, God, yeah, yes. They all fuck big, like bunnies. big, big pygmy right. demographic listening. So, so
0: if we were to, to break them. up Scrandandimalt mm-hmm. audience at home, we'd have Scran, which is the opening, Dande, and Malt. Now, we all know that the S-C-R sound, the skr, is sort of an Indo-European root uh, connected to writing. That's where you get the word script, scribe, scribble. yeah, scribble. It's the Skr sound. I don't know exactly what its Vedic root is Latin, but <laughs> scripto means
1: to write.
0: <laughs> there you go, ladies at home. I took six and a half ladies years home, of Latin. The so man's I'm... the man's great looking too, and he smells pretty strongly at this point. We've been sweating a lot. We've been so sweating a if lot. You're smelling him over the radio.
1: We've also been doing welcome. some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. so it's <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you make me laugh. I love the way you laugh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I love the way you undersell your
1: taste in music. I love the way you just smile. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, so scr- uh, so writing or script or something like right. that. Okay, yeah. So, scr is to do
0: with writing. Okay. Now, dandy, you would think it's connected to dandy. Mm-hmm. You would think it's connected to... Uh, um, like foppishness, foppishness, but yeah. that would be a complete misnomer. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, it's in fact the opposite. And the, oops, the page turned. It's our, sorry, it's okay. Um, okay. In the same way that a, a dandelion is not a gay lion, it's very true. Right. I apologize to our gay lion audience at home. Yeah. Space dog, as do I. Yeah. Uh, it's instead. It's it's sort of the reason a dandelion is called a dandelion has to do with uh the um the ancient greek term for uh for night which is dandelionos
1: which is um, related to lion right? yeah. of of
0: thundercats of thundercats fame, thundercats fame ladies yeah. and ladies at home spoilers yeah spoilers. <laughs> thundercats
1: <laughs> Hello! Hello!
0: <laughs> and mott as we know is is the french word for uh for applesauce or um, word but yeah, it's the French word for, for applesauce. <laughs> for applesauce, the French word for yeah, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, so, um, so uh, scrandandema um, is uh, a sort of um, automatic writing that happens when you're asleep. You know, it's that sort of sort of hypnotic writing that takes place. Should be about applesauce, but it need not be. The origin was about applesauce. Now it applies to most preservatives. Most jams, okay. Um, a little, some ketchups, okay. But only not the fancy ones. So ketchup. you need to find you need to find average ketchups. Sure, like Hunt's to apply that. No, that's a fancy ketchup as well. You think Hunt is a fancy ketchup? Look at the package; it'll say fancy ketchup on it.
1: You're right. You're right. It is. It doesn't taste like a fancy ketchup. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. No. Mm. Mm. Wow. Anyway, so there yeah. you go. The definition of that word is automatic writing, usually taking place at night. Um, but not necessarily at night the Greeks notoriously late notoriously bad at time so it could be night could also be early morning Okay. about applesauce or preserves scrandandema S-C-R-A-N-D-A-N-D-E-M-O-T
1: scrandandema mo mo well Jim Potenza god damn it that was brilliant thank you Mm. Um, and that's it that is the end of Digressive Obscenity thank you for being a part of this Handshakes, you can wait, hear oh, this wait. That's the sound of a No, that was a different sound. Right. For the podcast on Tuesday, Ancient Masters. <clears throat> hmm. Okay, uh so I'm thinking cold shower? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Cold, cold shower. Cold Thank you again. Tugging muscle. Space talking. You guys obscenity? Shit, what was I talking about? I remember just a moment ago I was talking about something And then I forgot what I was talking about Because I was distracted by the guy who did the thing Uh, Degressive obscenity Shit, what was I talking about?